Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Girl Power Hour. Um, today, of course, is our Psychic Wednesday, and we have Elizabeth Harbin with us today. We're doing a special edition of Psychic Wednesday, Day of the Dead. Um, Elizabeth has been doing some, well, at least she, she did one last night at Day of the Dead seance, and we'll be doing another one tonight. I'm a little excited to hear about that. First, I wanted to jump in. We, we were just talking before the show started about the energy in the air today, and um, and I don't mean to uh, to speak this over anyone, but I think many of us, I've, I've noticed online and just through my conversations today with people are feeling a little tired, maybe a little uneasy, like just a, a nervousness or just different energies going around, and it seems to be that there's just so much shifting happening in the world. Elizabeth and I were just talking about that. Elizabeth, don't you think there's just uh, a lot going on right now? Well, yeah, I do. I really do. Um, I noticed, uh, you know, you mentioned about uh, having the Day of the Dead last night, which is true. We had a lot of uh, interesting energy show up, but we had a lot of, like, animal show up, which is very unusual. But the Mm -hmm. energy that's kind of coming through is one of urgency. It just feels like it's it's got to be happening. We've got to do this. We've got to get it done now. And those who have kept up with me know that one of the things that I've talked about for years is the Native Americans keep telling us that we need to come back home and to the tribe, which is human tribe is what they're asking us to do. So there's a lot of emotion right. today. There's a lot of there was a lot of emotion last night. Um, there was one lady who was just really really touched by the people that showed up for her. So there's there's been a lot of energy running through. There's been a lot of um, well, you've been writing this in your blog as well. Uh, the, right. the changes and the shifts and how we're trying to keep people from uh, let's not panic. Let's try and think this through. Um, let's try and get back to uh, balance, which is right now very off. It's just off. Right. And I don't know how else to explain it. It's just one of those situations where we seem to find ourselves in a very interesting time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And yeah, yeah, and that's interesting that you say that because um, I think there are many of us getting in touch with, you know, those who weren't already um, uh, getting in touch with spirit, getting in touch with, you know, the as you've said many times, the veil's getting thinner and thinner. And for a reason, you know, um, I, I do believe there is a sense of urgency. And I do think that um, we're getting signs, you know, from everywhere that we will receive them, everywhere that we can and will receive them, um, to, to this is a time to act. This is a time to come together. This is a time to pray, meditate, hold ceremony, vigil, you know, come together. This is not a time for competition. This isn't a time for, um, you know, for hatred or fear. Uh, it certainly is out there. And certainly, you know, uh, to be honest, there's a lot to hate and there's a lot you could fear. Uh, but we can't mm-hmm. let those two things control us. We have to really, um, you know, remember that, that that only serves to destroy us and separate us. We We have to find our commonality, which is 
you know, we are of the same human family. Like you said, we're, that's, we are all of the same human tribe, and we do have to see that. And this is our home. You know, we, we have a collective home, and it is Earth, and we do need to care for it. And the damage that we've done, we need to try to uh, prevent, you know, damaging further and, and do whatever we can at this point to, to come together. I, I do sense that urgency, and, um, and, I, and I'm hopeful that, you know, because I've, I've gotten online, I know you have as well, and I've seen all of a sudden, you know, on a day where I feel that I've received a message to, uh, to try to, co- you know, collect people, gather people for a vigil, all of a sudden I see events posted for the same thing or status updates going up for the same thing. It's like we're all connected to the same, we're all on that same wavelength. We're getting a lot of the same information. You know, something that we're thinking is, is we get online and there it is, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. and, that, and, and you and I had this conversation uh, last week or so about that's why our thoughts are so important right now. Uh, what we're tuning into is important right now because that's the energy we're sending out. Exactly. And the other point that uh, you brought up was the fact that it's not the time to be separate. It is the time to be collective. And that's so important because what we're seeing in so many different places, and literally you and I have discussed this off the air, where you would have had a thought, I have a thought, we get back and forth in touch with each other, and it's the same thought. It may have come through a different way, but it's the same idea, the same meaning, the same principle. I I have to agree with you 100%. One of the things that you have to, uh, from a spiritual aspect, from a metaphysical point of view, that I try and stress, and we, we were talking about this last night at the seance, you have to decide, is this me or is this someone else? And one of the things that we know that happen quite frequently is, People that are really, really sensitive pick up all this energy, and what they're doing is they're actually picking up the collective energy of the whole. So in other words, if you have a place that's full of uh, fear, then usually as a rule what's going to happen is if you're very sensitive, what you're picking up is that fear, but what you have to remember is you have to check, is this my fear or is this somebody else's fear? Because sometimes people are acting on these, and it's not theirs. Right. That's just causing all kinds of problems in the, in the long run for, for all of us and for many people to come. So it's a time where it's, we need to come together as a joint. Uh, unity is called for. That's quite obvious. But we have to be careful of our decisions. I am so sorry all of a sudden there is smoke in here and it's like it's right in my face. <laughs> sorry about that. Hello, well, Nadine. Welcome, Nadine. Well, for those who do not know, Tasha has a tribe that usually comes with her and today today seems to be kind of uh, out there. Okay, so yeah. you and your friend, you were, holy cow, gee. Well... Yeah. Um, so I might as well go ahead <laughs> might as well go ahead and give you a message well got you here anyway okay. so oh, Lord so whatever this is that you're working on whether it be oh, whether it be poetry or the writing that seems to be very very obvious to me at this at this moment it seems to be very very clear there if you haven't started on it, I know it's going to be happening for you. 
but there's it, it's like um the the closest thing I can come up to is like tribal words, tribal um connections. Um there's there's more people from the Native American aspect that seems to be they're either going to be coming into your life or you're going to be connecting to them. But there's also this gee, this unbelievable sense of words. Words are very important. The way that you write this, the way that you talk about things, um, it's going to be a a major shift for you going forward, even if it's music. I mean, it's, it's writing, it's putting it together, whether it's poetry, whether it's words of songs, um, all of those things. So that's coming if it's not already in the process. Are you already, are you already doing this? I am, and it's interesting. You're just kind of confirming some stuff, and actually um, I have to admit that prior to show, I did uh, invite, if there were any messages, I needed to invite them you know, in to, to give me those. Um, and I will say it's interesting that you confirm this because I had been told um, there's a lot out there right now. I've, I've been requesting for some time now that if there's anything more I can do for my people to be guided in that direction because, as you know, I am half Cherokee, so – my my native ancestry is, you know, it, it, I was not raised in the culture. Um, I wish I would have been. I was not. And as such, I've done, you know, as much as I can in my adult life to try to reconnect. And so I've wanted to do, to do much more and to be guided in that direction because I don't want to be, you know, I, I even read today a post um, – that one of our guests from the past shows had shared Skylar Liberty Rose of a, of a person, a, an individual who was, um, who was actually part of Standing Rock and actually was there and was discussing how, you know, a lot of these, the white people were coming in and kind of telling them how to do things. And I don't mean the, the, the armed forces or police force or people in uniform. I mean like people that were trying to stand with them, but were speaking, as if they know the culture rather than trying to learn from, you know, uh, learn mm-hmm. from the Native Americans that were there. It's, you know, really ego, ego gets in the way of even our best intentions. And so we have to really be careful. And I know I don't want to, you know, I don't want to step in and, and say, here, you know, I'm half Cherokee, so I know everything about you. I don't. I wasn't raised in the culture. So I want to be careful with that. And in that, I'm constantly asking for guidance in my writing because the way I speak versus the way, you know, I would versus the way a white buffalo woman would say it, it's two different things. Because um, mm-hmm. although I did inherit that fighting spirit, um, you know, it's it's much different in the way that things are viewed and spoken. And so I have been hearing some of that lately, and I'll I'll be writing something. And then I'll hear no. <laughs> that's not. That's not at all what we want you to say. So I have to, you know, delete all of it, start over, and just really mm-hmm. listen to what what is being said, and and write from that voice rather than my own. So that's interesting. You're yeah, confirming you, that for me. Thank you. Yeah, you do. You have to be really, really careful. Um, mm-hmm. And you bring up a really good point, and that is. Um, if we don't start showing more respect to people who really know what they're doing, mm-hmm. excuse me, 
we have got to get out of their way. We have to get out of their way and let them do what they know uh, to do. But one of the things that people do not seem to realize is that you can stand with people and you can help and assist. doesn't mean you have to get out there and you have to, to walk or be physical there. What they're asking is for you to put your thoughts together because your thoughts are are very, very powerful. And in some places, it would be better to not be at the location and to be away from that particular energy and just send as much positive energy as you have that's collected in your space that is not being either influenced or you're picking up on somebody else's energy. And I know how I am. If I'm around someone that is giving off kind of a, it's not necessarily a negative energy, but there's there's this energy there that you're just like, you know, I'm not real sure about that. Then you've lost mm-hmm. that power that you had of pure, um, innocent, uh, let's come back to uh, center, the infinite spirit, Father God, Mother God. Let's put all that energy together from your space that's safe, it's protected, it's been blessed, and you're sending that to these people of all nationalities, I mean everywhere, to, right. to all people. Right. But if you're around people who have a lot of negative energy, it's all, you know, it's hard to stay in that centered space. It's hard not mm-hmm. to want to just get up in someone's face and just, you know, bam, just, you know, let them have it. So... People have asked me, you know, well, what do you do? And I'm, well, you know, I I send out energy from my space. I'm at home and I have a space and I, my intentions are so, and it's strictly to um, indigenous people. One of the other questions is, well, why would you do that? You're not Native American. Well, that's true. Not in this lifetime. I'm not. Uh, There's no way to print. Well, you know, that's another discussion. However, when you when you know that you are connected to these people or you have been connected to these people, fortunately for me, uh, in one of my past life regressions, that's when I found out that I was a Native American. And Mm -hmm. so because of that, which I did ask and say, you know, why are you picking on me? Because I have, you know, there is no connection here. I was made aware of a long time ago, oh, yes, you do. You may not think you do, but you do. And that's what other people have to to come into their knowing, their understanding, is you may not be Native American as of right now, this moment, but that certainly does not mean that you were not of Native American in a past life. But that would mean you would have to think outside of your box. You would have to um, allow a different perspective. You would have to allow different thoughts to come towards you, you would have to to believe that this is possible, but it would also help in many, many ways to get more people to be more understanding of other people's cultures, of other people's ways. doesn't mean you have to, um, we're not talking about uh, all of a sudden you're going to have the the desire to live in a teepee and, and live off the land. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is we're wanting to have people come back to the original thought. And the original thought is we have to take care of this home because if we don't, Mm -hmm. and if we don't do something about our home, 
Right now, people, there's no place for us to go. Right. This is it. I mean, exactly. this is it. This is our this is our one space, our one place. And the fear, you know how you were talking about that fear that you were talking mm-hmm. about people were, you know, expressing or feeling? Mm-hmm. Part of that urgency is we don't have too many choices left, and that's just a fact. Right. We just don't. And if we don't do something about it now, we're not going to have those chances later on because it, it's, it's not going to come around for us again. So the urgency mm-hmm. from over in spirit coming to us, to all of us, and those, you know, who are listening, is to please send as much positive energy as you possibly can to as many people as as you can. That's that's the that's the message right there. Or that's what we're getting. Yeah, and and I agree, you know, the the thing is, uh I, I did you watch uh I'm gonna give a little little plug here to Leonardo DiCaprio. Did you plug did you watch uh Before the Flood? Did you get a chance to catch that movie on it is it's actually a documentary, but on uh National Geographic? No. Okay. I saw parts of it, but it I is, didn't get a chance to finish it. Okay. It is available, just to anyone out there listening, it is available on YouTube. Hulu's also streaming it. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to watch it, you can watch it there. I, I really do feel it's a very important film, and I will say personally, of course, I don't know Leonardo DiCaprio, and I know he's an actor, and I know a lot of people out there with conspiracy theories on the left and the right would probably think that he's just been paid a lot of money to do some sort of movie. I personally believe that this this young man has been guided. Um, I believe this is part of his sole mission. Uh, he talks about a lot in the movie, at the beginning of the movie and certainly at the end, that very much points to that possibility. I don't think he would agree with it, but I certainly believe that he's been guided to uh, uh, to address this issue and and most likely had to, you know, take a place in a in the public eye in order to have an influence. Because let's face it, mm-hmm. if Leonardo DiCaprio was just another guy living next door, probably nobody would listen to him. But the fact mm-hmm. that he is who he is, he has more influence. And so he can he can make a movie like this and he can be heard in a different way than you or I could be. And so sure. it's it's pretty interesting just to watch it just from that perspective. Uh and then, of course, you take into account all that he's discussing, the subject matter. Um, it's it's just really honestly urgent, extremely urgent. Um, the movie is not, I would not say pessimistic, uh, although I do believe Leonardo DiCaprio is, but uh, in, in terms of how he feels about where the planet's headed. But it is urgent. There is an urgency that is expressed. And, you know, Elizabeth, you're exactly right, and this is expressed in the film, too. This is our time. This is the time to do something. Now, there are those of us like you and I and others who might not necessarily know what to do, but we do know that we can send out energy to those who do know what to do. Mm-hmm. And that exactly. energy is to help their voices be heard, to help their voices be loud, to help their voices penetrate any forces or obstacles that are preventing their voices from being heard, uh, to allow these people who know, you know, how to innovate change and how to, you know, give us clean energy and all of that. There are people out there that do know what to do and they already have it in place. They already have, you know, things are already happening. They already know how to make it happen. They just need to be heard. And so, you know, we can send our intentions that way as well so that 
these people are hurt and they and they get things done that need to be done to heal our planet and to heal the people and you know the inhabitants the creatures um on the planet because there are many of us you know individuals and groups that are certainly hurting and need healing and then of course we know the creatures and the the inhabitants of this planet you know in all forms need that as well so um i did create an event uh online which I would, I, I highly recommend everybody create their own. You don't necessarily have to come to mine. There is no actual physical being there, but I've encouraged people to set up these events. I saw this international vigil for um, Standing Rock, and I joined that. And then I thought, wait, that's a great idea. <laughs> what a great idea. Like to create events, you know, across Facebook where everybody can create their own and invite their friends on a specific day of the week to just join them, not physically necessarily. I mean, if you have the means and the ability to create a physical event for meditation or, you know, a vigil, whatever, that's great. But, I mean, you can even just create one like I did where you're just inviting people on that particular day, and, of course, every day, but on that particular day to to spend time in ceremony or in prayer or in meditation or just sending out, you know, intention of healing and blessings and reconnection to the earth and to the people and the creatures in it. So I think it's uh, it's something that we could all do. That is something, you know, that's a big something, because I, I personally believe, and I know you do too, Elizabeth, that we are all born with God-given abilities and powers that have been suppressed for eons. And if we can tap into those, even just through, you know, meditation and prayer and, and ceremony and, and connect and be doing that at the same time on the same day for many days, think of the powerful positive impact we could have. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, I I am part of, um, it's not a an official group, but it's something where when somebody has an issue or they're, uh, they're in need of something, they'll get in touch with me and they'll say, can you put me on your prayer list? Well, I don't really have a, a major prayer list, but if someone asks me to do that, I'll say, absolutely, I'll be glad to. And then what I do is I turn around and I go right out on Facebook, and then I say, okay, prayer warriors, this is what we need. This is an individual who's asking for blah, 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 and would you please send your most powerful positive healing energies toward? Well, no one has ever said, oh, no, I won't do that. <laughs> right. They have judged <laughs> on it, you know, and said, well, yeah, do we have a name? Well, can we have, uh, uh, is there a specific area we need to concentrate on? Is there uh, children involved? Do, you know, is it a female? Is it a male? I mean, there's questions that are just coming left and right. So they get the sense of this individual. Then they send as much powerful energy as possible. And one of my mom's really good friends, she was diagnosed with cancer. And this was back when I was just getting into um, being online. I mean, it was really early, back in 1996, 97, those kinds of times. And I found a site where you could literally send in a person's name and these people would pray. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, this is fabulous. I've got to do something. I have to do something. So I sent her name in, and they accepted it, and they said, you know, we will put her on the list and just know that we will be sending out this prayer. Well, you know, sure enough, this person 
made a remarkable recovery. She's alive today. Uh, she's blowing and going. She's just doing all kinds of things. And I knew then that the power of the collected prayer had power. It had mm-hmm. power. And from that, and, of course, my Southern upbringing, that we do believe in the power of prayer, that you can get a collective group of people together for a particular cause and send out that energy. But what I like is what you said. Send it out to the people who know what to do with the energy and know how to make it happen. Send it to the people who can actually do something with this energy and who can change the way that things are happening. And not through necessarily violence, but through education, through information, through not hearsay, but from actual knowledge. And like you said, and I agree with this 100%, if you don't know what you're talking about and you really do not know how to do this as far as taking over uh, a group who does know, then just just be quiet, please. Just yeah, be quiet. Exactly. Because sometimes the best thing that you can do is to say nothing. Right. That helps. I mean, seriously, that helps. Just say nothing. Mm-hmm. Just send positive things, uh, positive thoughts, positive energy. And so they said, well, how would you do that? Well, you sit there and you go, I am sending out the most powerful positive energy to this group of people located in this particular area so that they can have the right people show up for them who will make this change for all concerned to be right so that we don't lose our home, so that we don't... mess things up worse than what we've already done and we have no one to blame but ourselves Mm -hmm. but it's the collective that smoke my gosh (laughs) so anyway your tribe as i refer to it um it does come back to what what we're talking about with um with you and what we were talking about earlier as far as the wording and stuff it's very, very, they're very, very strict on on many things, and it has to be worded just in the right way. And that is a major um, issue with a lot of people over on the other side. But that brings me back to one of the things that happened last night. We actually had a spirit horse come in last night. And it was connected to one of our guests who was there. It was her mom's horse. Well, Mm -hmm. that horse is in spirit. Her mom is in spirit. But I kept thinking there's there's something else towards this. There's more to just this. And then later on, today especially, thinking about the show, I realized that it was also part of the Native American people who were coming forward we're saying, you know, we're sending in as much as we can. We're also sending in animals. Well, sure enough, remember the buffalo showed up, the, the horses showed up, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, if that's not confirmation for us right there to know that what we're doing is right and they're helping, I don't know what is. Yes, and not to mention the fact, that, and let me say that um, when you mentioned that a horse came in, I immediately thought about the horse that lost its life Um during this standoff at, at Standing Rock, uh, when the violence that occurred last Thursday, uh, evidently there was a horse that was shot and killed. 
Um, and You're joking. I, have been I had no that. idea. No. Yes. Really? And I, and I have, yes, and I've been keeping that horse in my thoughts and prayers uh, because when I was invited, well, I guess I was not invited, but when I saw the, the international vigil for Sanding Rock, um, the woman that actually organized it, uh, she posted a video, and underneath that video, she did she did speak about to to make sure that we keep the horse that lost its life in our prayers and thoughts as well um, to send out healing, you know, to the horse's spirit. So that's immediately what I thought of when you said that a horse showed up. Wow. Well, you know, you learn something new every day. Seriously, you learn something new every day. And one of the things that we had discussed last night was the fact that I'm not so sure about the synchronicities of things as much as I am. It's just facts. We just we're coming to contact right. with whom we need to come in contact with, and that's just the way that it is. But I'm mm-hmm. also astounded at the fact of the simplicity that they use when they are talking of things. Uh, one of the things mm-hmm. with this is, issue with the horse, we immediately knew that the tribal members were there because we could feel it. We could feel that energy. But it, it did not register with me at all that there was an issue that this horse actually could be uh, representing the horse that passed away because it was in connection with this uh, guest's mom. But now that you say that, one of the things that we did discuss last night was the fact that they show us things, and it may be just for one person, or it can actually encompass the entire room, or it can literally go back to the tribe that was coming in from last night. And that just shows you how connected we are in so many ways. In so many ways, we are so connected with all of these people, not just one group or one particular person. We're connected with so many different people. And I just had, oh, gee, that just made the hair on my neck stick up. (laughs) I mean, I had no idea. had no clue that that had actually taken place. Well, yes, maybe that's some of the reasons why I didn't I didn't need to know that until today because that just really gave us confirmation that the they're coming to us from all different different ways and yeah you know that was that's huge right yeah wow, what it, a confirmation exactly and that's one thing that I you know um, I I encourage everyone listening and those um, you know who are sharing any of this information with friends. Whenever, of course, you, you pray, and that's your way, you pray how, how you pray. But, um, you know, I, I encourage that we that we pray the same way or, or, you know, when we're sending out intentions, the same way that, like you said, Elizabeth, to, to send it to the people who know and to send it to the animals because that's something I've been, been really uh, careful to try to do. It's probably the natives guiding me to do that. But, um, you know, they look to nature uh, to step in, which is why the, I believe the buffalo came in, you know, and the horses. And mm-hmm. so it's, I think it's important to remember that, you know, as natives always try to remind us, um, we don't, we don't own the planet. We don't own land. You know, it, it, we are part of it. Um, mm-hmm. the creatures are, we're all connected. Whatever affects us affects them and vice versa. Um, it is very, I mean, even if you come from a, 
a hyper-religious perspective, like a, a, even just like Christianity and thinking about the dove, right, and the symbol mm-hmm. of the dove bringing peace. Um, animals have been a symbol of every, you know, religion and every faith. And with Native Americans, it's the same way. You can you can pray that, you know, the the buffalo come in to protect, that the birds come in, that the animals start to make their presence known, um, it is helpful that way. And also, and I will say, because I'm adding this for the woman and I'm blanking on her name that organized, uh, this event. Um, and you can just go to the international vigil for standing rock to find out, uh, her name, but she, she was talking about, you know, how we need to pray for healing and blessings and reconnection with the earth and with each other. She also said, we also want to pray for, uh, our brothers and sisters in uniform because they are a part of our human family and they mm-hmm. experienced and are experiencing the trauma of inflicting harm on another human being. And I just, I mean, the chills still run up and down my body when I think about that. There is no harbored resentment. There there is an awareness that there is a lack of understanding. And all that they are asking us to do is pray for peace, healing, reconnection, and then that understanding from the opposition. You know, that the opposition come to heal any trauma they've experienced from inflicting pain on other human beings. Also that there, there is an understanding in the hearts of those who are opposing, you know, those at Standing Rock. It, it's, it's really important to have that shift in consciousness. And so oh, I, that's something we can truly pray for. Well, you know, you bring up a really good point. Um, there's a lot of change that's happening over on the other side as well. So that's something that we all need to be aware of. It isn't just over on this side, but it's over on that side too. And I think that's really telling us something because it's cut and dried as it either used to be or that's the way that it was. There's things that are changing over on that side. And what I'm beginning to see in a lot of cases, are people that are coming back and saying to an individual, you you need to let me go or you need to let that uh, be forgiven or let's try and, and do something to help heal that part of you. Because one of the other issues that's showing up is that there's a lot of Wounded warriors walking around right now that need mm-hmm. assistance, and it's not just necessarily military. It's people who have had right. tra- uh, traumatic experiences, uh, major events that have taken place in lives, people that are just not the same, and they need to have prayers and assistance as well. So they're very aware on that side that there's a lot of changes mm-hmm. for them, there's a lot of changes in the way we're getting our information, but that the idea that we need to release as much negativity as we possibly can is to get us ready for the new positive energy that's going to be coming in. Now, that we know. We know that. 
Right. So right. I find it extraordinary that you and I, just ourselves, we are here at this particular point in time where obviously we said a long time ago, okay, now we're going to meet here at a certain place at a certain time, and this is what we're going to be talking about, and you're going to be this age, and I'm going to be this age, and then all of a sudden you come into your likeness, I come into my likeness, and then it comes together so that we can send this energy out in a very positive way so that just maybe, just by chance, just from that energy that we really can change the, the direction and ways that we had no idea could be done. Exactly. And, and we didn't have to have martial law or, you know, I'm not talking about that, but we did it in the calmest way possible, in the most powerful way possible, that we actually understand what it is to send out positive messages. Right. And get positive yes, and results that's- back. Right, exactly, and that's the other thing. You know, I, I'm 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 always saying this, and well, and first, let me also say, this is also happening on a day, Elizabeth, when normally we we are receiving so many callers, we can't get them all in, and we haven't received one. And I totally chalk that up to the fact that we're supposed to be talking about this, yeah. uh, and and that's uh, what this show has been set for today. And you know, spirit has control of that, so. Uh, so be it. Well, you um, know, I just kind of knew that anyway because I'm psychic. <laughs> Surprise. I'm sorry. You didn't get the message, but. <laughs> oh, oh, I got, oh, I got her so bad. I know. And, oh, I can just feel it all the way here. <laughs> Even if it's in a very small way, you know, even if it's only in my mind, 
But that's a very powerful place for it to be so that it can grow and nurture and become an actual event. And that's what we're sending to everybody that's involved with protecting the land, planet. Uh, it's for all people. It's not just one particular group. This is for all, all mankind, all humankind, so that we can get back on track. Exactly. And, you know, you're right. Uh, we have to have... We have to have comic relief. It's important to to do that. Um, you know, right now it is it is truly about. Um, I mean, yes, we're in an urgent time. We're in a serious time. We're in a time where we need to come together. We're in a time where we need to be mindful of you know our thoughts and of our our life choices and decisions. We need to be you know sending out our best intentions. But laughter is a beautiful thing to send out into the world as well. You know, as oh yeah, uh, one oh, yeah. of the one of the things that we truly need um, is that is smiles and laughter. And now again, and I, and I was going to say earlier, but this makes the point even more uh, valid. We have, oh, we have a caller. So hold on caller. I'll, I'll get right to you. Um, we, we have to think about the fact that, you know, positivity is not the same as pretending. That doesn't mean we walk around pretending everything is fine when it's clearly not. If your legs are cut off, you don't just smile and act and laugh and think everything's fine. You know, there's a there's a sense of urgency that something needs to be taken care of immediately. You address it, but you do so in a way that has resolution. You know, so in other words, you can be angry. I mean, you can even hate someone or something. I mean, that that isn't to say that you can't ever feel those emotions. Those emotions are part of our right. human experience, but. When you feel them, when you have that, process through it. Don't just bury it down or get stuck in it. Process through it so that you can get to the other side of it, so that there can be compassion and resolution and forgiveness and you can come to that side. And it may take a little time, you know, be patient with that process, but but just don't allow yourself to get stuck there and certainly don't invite everyone in to get stuck with you. And there's just a big difference. I, I really encourage people to understand there is a difference because I don't I don't want to send a message out that we smile and pretend that everything is fine. That that never gets anything done. And in fact I see mm. more depression and relationships ending and friendships ending because people just pretend everything's okay when it isn't because that leads to either, you know, passive aggression or resentment or hate it leads to all sorts of things. So it's really best to express your true feelings but do so in a way that's respectful to you and to others and and obviously has some form of resolution at the end because you can you can express a grievance and still hold love for someone while you express it. I think that's just an important yeah. thing to note as we talk about all of this. Let me get to this caller because we don't have much time. Uh, this is caller 0514. Hello, caller. Are you oh, there? Hi. <laughs> Yes. Hi, Hello. did you have a question for Elizabeth? Well, actually, I just was calling to uh, to tune in. I was a little late today due to work, and uh, I always catch you guys, you know, when I, I have the chance. And, wow, what a strange moment to actually tune in when you were saying, like, just, um, I'm sorry, I'm very stuffy, by the way. I'm in Chicago, so <laughs> okay. uh, winter... Yeah, the winter cold is trying to get its grasp on me, but <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, first time I called you guys, um, there was a bleakness about everything. Then the second time, uh, things were picking up, and this time I'm sort of 
I feel like I'm always doing the two steps forward, three steps back, and um, you really hit home. I, I didn't hear the entire conversation or where that was directed from about, uh, you know, pasting that the happy look on your face, everything's fine, and um, and I've been dealing with uh, at work a friend who, um, you know, I reached out to, uh, and it turned kind of strange. Uh, it, it turned into like a, a situation where like the the wife thought that there was more going on than was, and 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 he turned really ugly towards me. So I have. He's walking around like everything's magical and great, and I'm crying and and dealing and trying to put that happy face on all the time. And you can't go to somebody and talk to them because I would be revealing his secrets, you know, that kind of a thing. And I'm trying to understand um, myself as a person that wants to immediately like grow close with someone, you know, that kind of feeling like I'm a nurturer or, Hey, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm here for you. I'll do whatever you want. And I'm just taken advantage of to the point that there's anger. You know, I, I've become a little hostile under the, you know, under the brim. Nobody knows that, but I go home and I cry or I'm pissed off. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, how do you, I can't change at this point, but how do you uh, be there for somebody and and still remain the person that you want to be, that, that caring, nurturing type of person without actually being a doormat? You know that kind of a, a feeling coming away from everything, like oh my God, what what exactly went wrong there? That kind of thing. I mean, do you just embrace uh, who you are, and and sometimes it's going to fail miserably, and and you just smile and, and continue, or but when it really hurts your soul, how do you go on? I mean, do you see anything about what I've done wrong about this or can I handle myself differently, just not give so much of my, yeah, I, I don't know what I, exactly. I'm, I'm sloppily asking, uh, it, it, is it okay that I still remain this person that I am, even though it often creates chaos, you know, accidentally or, I, I don't know. Do you see anything about why I'm such a hot mess? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that, well, one of the, one of the things we have to remember is that a lot of times we get into situations because there's something for us to learn. And what I'm getting on this is that that particular individual was someone who's a really good teacher for you. And what I mean by that is this person <laughs> this person that you were trying to reach out to, it's not a bad thing to reach out to people, but there comes a point in time when you have to decide when is it going to be a situation where you give out 
your energy and that it, it gets reciprocated. A lot of people have an issue with that. Uh, some people don't believe that they deserve it. Some people have um, problems along those lines. Oh, I don't deserve that, and I, I'm just a good nurturer, and I can do this, and I can do that. Well, the energy is changing. Uh, we've discussed that earlier about how things are, are coming around differently. And one of the things that we are learning is that there has to be an equality from people in your circle. There has to come that point in time where you go, you know what, I think I'm done. I, I, I think I'm going to have to change me. We're not talking about changing other people. We're talking about changing you. And you have to decide, Correct. do I want this person in my life? Is it because I'll be lonely or is it because I'm actually in love? Will it make that much of a difference if this person um, treats me the way that they've been treating me? Is that acceptable? So you have to look at this person and say, okay, now if this is the teacher and this person is in my life, which that's what it feels like. It feels to me like this person's the teacher for you. And you're questioning things. When you start to question things, that means something's wrong. When you don't question yeah. things, things are running just right. Everything's going along great. There's no problems. There's no issues. Everything's fine. When you start asking questions, that's your signal right there. There's something not right here. So if that person is my teacher, then I've got to change, which means this is giving you the perfect opportunity to go back and reevaluate yourself as, a, as an individual and what you deserve. Yeah, I Does guess I, I maybe didn't articulate it properly. It, it was uh, we were both in similar situations, and I was sort of uh, I don't know. We we befriended each other on this on an equal level. Let's put it that way. And then all of a sudden, okay. he was trying to force a romantic side that really wasn't appropriate. You know that kind of thing. Yep. And, but my feelings started that way too, and I literally went from uh, being told, "Well, I love you, and I know I can't," and this and that, uh, you know. And I would have taken the proper precautions, you know, and been like, "Hey, hey, pump the brakes. It's not like that." The very next day, uh, don't ever speak to me again. And I have to work with this person. And it, it was mm-hmm. just so intense and so insane. And it's like, what am I doing? Because people joke about my freak magnet <laughs> that I immediately, you know, people that don't know me open up to me immediately. And I, I just felt like that kind of cycle was starting again. No big deal. But this has hurt me to a point where, you know, my whole day is unfocused, I'm not happy, I'm, and I'm just trying to figure out, yeah, you know, clearly everybody goes through stages of, of grief, regardless of what it, what it is. Um, this has become a little more intense than I ever expected, and I guess I felt more than I thought I did. But I'm also afraid of if I start wising up, you know, quotations in the air, uh, you know, wising up and being a little less um, accessible to everyone about every one of their problems, that kind of thing, 
then maybe I'll feel a little more free, but that's not who I am either. So it's it, it's that constant struggle, and um, I guess I'm just asking, like, do I just accept, you know, this as like a loss and, and continue on my path, or should I be a little more guarded? I uh, well, to be I wish a little I knew more exactly guarded. 100% what I'm to be a little more but guarded. But I don't want to live just, my life guarded either. You know what I mean? To be a little more guarded does not mean that you have to shut yourself off. What it does mean, though, is that you need to be a lot more selective as to <laughs> whom you're going to share your energy with. Um, I can't share my energy with everybody because I don't vibrate on the same energy level that everybody else does. Some people, their energy is a lot lower, and some people, their energy is a lot higher. So I have to be very careful as to whom I'm going to share my energy with. I'm very selective in that. But that's because I got tired of being the one who got hurt. I got tired of being the one who didn't understand what was going on. I got tired of being, well, how could this be my fault? I'm not the one that did that because it sounds like gaslighting to me. You know, this sounds yes. like gaslighting. And it sounds like I, I, I don't gonna... know. Why is there not a dial on us, you know? <laughs> I mean, well, I'll, I'll be because... honest real quick. I'll interject. I, the other day I walked into the supermarket next door to my work, and they have these uh, beautiful sushi samples. And I see this guy, and he's got a doily up in his face, and he's eating the sushi. And I went, Oh, you're eating the sushi, huh? You know, just making conversation. Next thing you know, this guy is following me through the store. He's in love. He wants to, you know, and it's like, whoa, I just made eye contact with him. And and it it always becomes like the joke, like, ooh, I didn't mean to turn that dial up like that. You know, I mean, why is there not a dial on us? And how do you can I want to be friendly with people. I don't want to suddenly become some crazy like I can't look at this person because they're gonna think I I'm attracted and <laughs> I'm followed home. You know that kind of feeling. It's actually well, kind of that crazy sometimes. Let let me let me jump in really quickly and let you both know that we have about five minutes. So just two more minutes for this particular conversation before oh, we'll sorry. have to wrap wrap up the okay. show. No, no, problem. no, no apologies. Okay. Just letting you know so that we can make, you know, arrangements for after the show if necessary. Got it. One of the things that you have to remember is you attract what you believe. You attract what you think. And if you don't think things or thoughts are positive, you're just the perfect classic example of what we're talking about. If you believe you attract these people, then you know what? That's what you're going to attract. However, if you start to watch your thoughts, and think, I'm going to throw out things that are nice and positive, and I'm going to compliment people, but I'm not going to have uh, a, a, like a, an echo effect and it come back on me that I'm attracting people that have maybe less than positive intentions or will, <laughs> you know, follow me home or yeah. those kinds of things. You're just simply trying to interact with people and compliment people or have some sort of interaction, but if you believe that you attract freaky people, if you believe that that's what happens, then you know what's going to happen. You will always attract freaky, unrealistic people. 
Yeah. You say what I, you I try. really don't want to believe that, though. You know, I just I try to be happy and positive. And, I'm not saying uh, you're not happy, and I'm not saying you're not positive. I'm saying specific words. So you would like to change your language. So you would say, I attract really positive, healthy, um, mentally stable people. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. I do not attract people that need to come see me every day. I do not attract people that need to get in touch with me every day. I do not have clients that come and see me at maybe once a month. That would be that I had to be very, very specific. And you have to be specific. It's your world. This is your stage. And if you change your thoughts, you literally can change your life, and you can have those other people that would appreciate what you're saying to them. Oh, gosh, are you eating sushi? And they would come back to you and go, oh, my gosh, this is wonderful. You should try some. And the conversation's over. You both go on your way. Instead of having someone look at you and then want to follow you all over the place, that energy (laughs) needs to stop. And you can do that. You can start changing that energy today, right now, this minute, you can start changing that. Okay. Okay, caller. So thank you so much for calling in. We're going to have to end that here. And then I I highly, thank you for calling. And I highly recommend that you get in touch with Elizabeth. She does do online readings. Um, You're welcome to get in touch with her. And and we'll post, I'll post information on on our Girl Power Hour radio page so that everyone listening can get in touch. Thank you again, caller, for calling in. Fantastic. Thank you. Oh, well, that was great. That was awesome. I love that we have someone calling in right at a time when we were discussing something that she needed to hear. How cool was that? Again, I, it feels like it's all very guided. And I know you already know that because you're psychic, but I'm just saying for those well, uh, <laughs> us out there that aren't, <laughs> that was pretty cool. And you always have such great information that you give to our callers, and I just I love it. Thank you so much for doing that. Well, I, I would like to take credit for it, but that spirit, I mean, seriously, yeah. that that spirit, and I really, I just so appreciate having the opportunity to do stuff like that. But you know, oh, it's true. Yeah. That's how powerful. That's just yeah. how powerful thoughts are, and spirit could not have moved in a better way than to have someone yeah, call and tell us the situation. That's how mm-hmm. powerful that woman's thought is. I agree, and she has other All people right, so- believing it. I know exactly, and there, there you go. There's another, there's another uh, uh, proof there that you know what you put out, other people will accept. What you say about yourself, other people will believe. Um, so again, I want to thank you, Elizabeth, for being on the show, and, and thank you to all of our callers and our, our listeners and those who have called in the past and the caller that called today. And of course, I, I want to encourage everyone again to really get involved in in a vigil for peace and healing and reconnection. Tune in next week, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. We'll have Daniel Katsuk on. He'll be talking about his latest musical release, Labyrinth. And he's also going to be talking to us about his inspiration for the work, as well as some things happening for him and his thoughts on world issues. Uh, also, the Black State, uh, which is the Dakota Access Pipeline. Uh, we'll be having a lot of interesting conversation with him. And, of course, Elizabeth um, back with us at the beginning of December. As always, thank you all for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of the week. <laughs>